What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 78 of the Frame Skip Podcast. I am one of your hosts for the evening, Elijah Solid Snake Steel. And with me is Austin Liquid Snake Eller. Okay, I'll take it. Yep, that's me, Liquid Snake. I, I, <laughs> we just got started so fast, I'm like, oh no, I've, I didn't think about a nickname. Uh, I'm going with this. We also have George Otacon Loftus. I was hoping it'd be Gaseous Snake and we could be the Snake Bros. I don't know much <laughs> about Metal Gear. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. You said that and all I saw in my head was from Dodgeball when they come in, do the Viper. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen that movie. It's Wait. perfectly fine, a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those movies I definitely recommend seeing just once and then after that you're good but i recommend seeing it once right it's weird i rem- i don't know if you're better off if you've seen it or if you're worse <laughs> off for having not seen it um i got my first date ever at that movie where i bumped into someone i had seen previously and we had a little flirt on and then i asked for her number and then we went on a date and i was oh my god years old, and it was awesome he got his flirt on and then they watched the movie and he didn't get her phone number because of the movie. <laughs> no, uh, Dodgeball is super weird because it has that vibe where it feels like it's kind of like a dystopian movie. Like it, it takes place in like some weird future where like Dodgeball is like Dodgeball a, cor- a cornerstone of people's personalities. Like, you know how like people just like make their entire brand about the NFL? Right? Yeah, it feels like a lot, a lot of people did that about Dodgeball. It's just weird to see it. Uh, it's fun. I love fun. ESPN 8, the Ocho. It has its moments. Uh, speaking of football, really quickly, uh, Elijah, I don't know if you've ever talked about this on the podcast. Uh, Jacoby Myers got his first touchdown. Yes, I was weeks so happy. Ago. I was so weeks happy. Ago. Two, two, was it two or three weeks ago? I think it feels oh. like six years. We haven't recorded. Oh, no, 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 it was three because I was going to mention it, but I couldn't be on the podcast. So, yes, it was definitely three weeks ago. I was, it was so in that form. Yeah, that blowout game against the Browns. And I felt really yeah. bad because like he got that touchdown and then someone had to be like someone on the defense had to be like carted off. And it was really awkward to go from like, oh my god, this is amazing, Jacoby Myers! I mean, like, Everybody I on the field cheering as there's just yeah. one brown back there. Just, I can't uh, not this. Not having a good time. And that's all for football talk. Yeah, we don't have time today because today is our Game of the Year Award Prediction Show. Now, before we get into the predictions for the Game Awards, we want to start by talking about something that's become very big at the Game Awards, which are announcements themselves. George, why don't you take us away? I would friggin' love to be taken away. Um, take me away. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, <laughs> game reveals, right, uh, premieres, trailers, all this. Um, Kind of controversial when it comes to Game Awards, right? A bunch of people who are purists think that there's no place for those in a a forum where you're supposed to be celebrating games that have already come out. And it seems like you don't even have time to acknowledge how great something was because you're already on to the new thing. I get that. I appreciate that. I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum here. Also, I'm sorry. I've said that multiple times tonight in the (laughs) pre-show. I'm I'm all for it. I also I love yums now. So we're good. Oh, yeah. wow. 180 from Elijah. <laughs> Real anti anti young man uh, before we started recording. 
but I wanted to talk about uh, some previous announcements because it turns out some huge games have actually been announced at the Video Game Awards. Um, lest we forget, The Last of Us revealed back when it was called The Spike Awards. Way back in 2011 it was revealed. Uh, Skyrim was revealed, I believe, at the 2010 Spike Awards. For the first, uh, second, third, and fourth times. <laughs> uh, let's see. More recently, however, um, doopy doo. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at this. What year was this? This is from 2019. Guys, can we forget the next, like the very first confirmed next generation game? We got Godfall. Yep. How nice is that? Oh, how hell nice yes. is it to see that game and then never <laughs> friggin' think about it again? PlayStation Plus game for December. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, a game so great that I just bought it for $15 from GameStop about four months after it released. Thank you, GameStop. Bravely Default 2 was announced at the game. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty big one. Huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, I'm looking Far Cry New Dawn, Dragon Age 4. Uh, th- those were both l- last year? Um, no. No, a couple no, tra- years ago. No, yeah. no, 2018. I apologize. 2018. Yeah. Uh, the Outer Worlds, The Pathless, Sayonara Wild Hearts. So many big games revealed and premiered at the Game Awards. Excuse Let's me, take a look Get at back. another one. Let's Excuse take me, a look George. at another one. Oh. The Phantom Sorry. Pain, Mr. Oh, you can't yeah, miss yeah. that one. All right. <laughs> because that, that was an interesting one because they unveiled that and didn't say it was from Kojima. And it was just like, yeah, it's the Phantom Pain. Did they say it was from someone <laughs> named like Sven Kellerman or something like it that. It was, um, oh man, Joachim Mogren. That's right. Yeah, and it was from Moby Dick Studios. So yeah, That's that right. that was a, a fun one. But anyway, sorry. I want to. Can I do the thing I did before that? I'm sure is really annoying. That I had like a bit planned. Absolutely. Let's go to another one. Um, Halo Wars Two. Clips from the 2016 Assassin's Creed film. You guys. It doesn't get any bigger than the Game Awards. Also, I believe that Telltale Games lived and died by the Game Awards. Yes, uh, yes. Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Wolf Among Us 2, Batman, Walking Dead, A New Frontier, if that's the one I'm thinking of. Is that the is that a Telltale game? I can't tell. Yes, yes, there's too many, too many Walking Dead. That one's, I believe, season three. Gotcha. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, back when we thought that game was going to come out. Around the time those trailers were releasing, we were wrong. It wasn't. I think that was that the one where they had it was just um, Miyamoto and Aonuma, and they were sitting there like with a TV behind them, and they were playing on the Wii U, and that was like all yeah. it was. Like it wasn't even like footage of the game. It was well, just there like, was there was pre-show right. of them doing that and talking about why the game was going to be delayed, and then there was this <laughs> amazing trailer that was like maybe forty seconds long, right? Maybe a minute long. <laughs> with him like jumping off a horse and like shooting an arrow i do remember into that a guardian yeah. and everyone just spent the next six months dissecting everything they possibly could about that trailer so i understand there are people who think that the announcements get in the way of the awards uh these announcements uh pay for these awards because this is absolutely a marketing event also um, i was gonna say i'm in this picture and i don't like it yeah um and so I get that. But guys, we are, what, a week away? Nine days away from eight, yeah, eight days. So Thursday's I, yep. Tuesday. It's Thursday, Next right? Thursday. Thursday the 9th. 8, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, from, from the 2021 Game Awards. Um, yep. 
do you guys think anything fun's going to be announced? Elijah, you were teasing something. So uh, there's a leaker who has leaked previous content from the series before who said, expect to see at least one, maybe two things if it's ready from Monster Hunter. Ooh, interesting. It, it's somebody who has leaked a bunch of Monster Hunter stuff in the past. Not just one or two things, but they are like a known Monster Hunter leaker. That would be an interesting place to show that. Um, because the Game Awards is obviously like it's a, I mean, I'd say it's pretty mainstream at this point as far as like the gaming mm-hmm. audience goes. Well, um, it's definitely a lot better now that people don't have to subscribe to Spike to watch, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and watch Samuel L. Jackson host or whatever. I don't even know yeah, or, what happened, or 10 Joel McHale just dump on yeah. video games for an hour and a half. That'd be an interesting place to do it though, because they announced Sunbreak in june i guess it was e3 yeah i'm pretty sure and um they've shown like basically nothing so well also keep in mind uh rise or was it rise was announced before iceborne came out no rise was after rise was long after oh was it yeah i I feel like there was a uh, maybe it wasn't that one i feel like there was a monster hunter game or something announced before the next one came out yeah, not that I can recall. I think the only maybe like stories or something like that, but no, Iceborne was out about a year prior to Rise being announced, so it had, it had been a while. Oh. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't think Iceborne was this past spring. No, Iceborne was almost. Well, I guess it was like over two years ago at this point. Time Iceborne, I think, was anymore. Fall twenty nineteen, if I'm remembering correctly. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. You know, they, no, there there are two teams, so yeah, it is that's possible. Just, that's just something I've heard. Uh, and like I said, this person has leaked a number of Monster Hunter things in the past. Well, I almost wonder if they're going to announce like Rise for other systems. I mean, that would be really interesting if they did that. Yeah. So, yeah, that I mean, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty amazing because Monster Hunter was so big on PSP. And then right when the Vita was coming out, it just migrated to Nintendo. And so I would love it yeah. if it was like literally like Nintendo just bought it to kill the Vita. And then as soon as like the Vita <laughs> is like confirmed dead, they're like, okay, you can go. We don't care now where you live. It, it go wherever you want. bothered me because they literally came out and said, we never want Monster Hunter stuck on one system and yeah. then made 3DS games for 10 years. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Well, and it, it is interesting. They're in a different spot because Stories 2 and Rise were both also on PC. And yeah. so that was something that like they never would have done before. And so, I, no, I honestly, I wouldn't put it past them if they they come out and they're like, hey, here's this for PS5. I mean, World sold so well for for Xbox and, and PlayStation. It, so. Isn't that like Capcom's highest selling game ever? I want to say it is. I want to say you're right. There, Like, there's no way they can just let that sit and be like oh i guess you know we'll just make this next switch one there's no way they're not going all right what's the next playstation xbox one because that's where people want it yeah so i did just look it up and world is the best-selling capcom game it's at uh let's see i don't know when these numbers are from but apparently it's sold 17.1 million yeah that i remember hearing that the second highest is street fighter 2 at 15.5 and that's like so. 50 versions of Street Fighter 2. Right. So interesting. Yeah. I, I, that you would said be awesome. 17, 17 million. Yeah. 
That's like if one in every. It's like if one in every third person in California bought that game, which is like. Can you imagine yeah. just like walking through the most populated state, and just like every third person you saw, loves Monster just a, Hunter. Just a big old virgin <laughs> playing Monster Hunter. Gotta be nuts. <laughs> oh no! Don't come to Georgia, George. Oh no! <laughs> uh yeah i mean that'll be interesting if they show that i know there was also something and i'm sure you guys were either going to bring that this up or have seen it that jeff Keeley mm-hmm. tweeted out a few days ago saying that they were let's see working on a final cut of, of a world premiere that he's been working on with a developer for two and a half years um i guess some people have been saying maybe it's breath of the wild since it was announced two and a half years ago but that doesn't really make sense to me if it's a world premiere of a game that's yeah. already been announced and shown well I, I i could see it because world premiere doesn't necessarily mean this is the first time we've seen this game it's just true. this is the first is... time we've seen this trailer yeah that's true and it, it doesn't have a title yet to be fair so they could yeah. come out and be like here's what this game actually is that's possible my thought, obviously, when he tweets something like that, is like, what's going on with Kojima? I mean, it's been yep. a few years since Death Stranding, and they're best buddies. So That's that true. timeline about adds up. Um, there's this IGN article from November 11th. So uh, this the day month, Skyrim came out. Uh, by Joseph Noop. And um, Jeff Keighley says to prepare for double-digit new game announcements wow. for the Game Awards in 2021. Which is a big number. I mean, that's like almost it, it. Like obviously, like ranging from quality and scale and scope and all that stuff. But that's like I don't know half of an E three presentation from one of the big, you know, big console manufacturers yeah. from one of the big publishers. Um, it's exciting. I don't know. There's been so much just like new buzz about Starfield. Like just like so many like little snippets of of details coming out of. Todd Howard, I know he had that IGN unfiltered interview not that long ago. I actually listened to that. It was frustrating <laughs> to listen to that. It was interesting and insightful, but it's also like, bro, you haven't made a game in like six years. Uh, but you have made $7 billion. So how about you do, do something? Um, yeah. And so, but like, there's just so many like little morsels coming out about that game that I assume that's going to be something that's shown. Also, I don't know, Microsoft just seems to be kind of owning the game awards lately. Like they literally yeah. showed yeah. what the box looked like right two years ago i forgot about the, that. the game awards yep. and they've got so many studios now and so many strategic partnerships that like i absolutely think that they can like unload some of the the weight i guess here um so i think that they can make uh make some appearances for for games because um oh god what was um what's the game that obsidian is working on um about that takes place about uh, yeah oh man i would love to see more about that game there was a big juicy uh preview that came out of windows central a few months ago um i would love to actually see some of that game i want to see the skyrim killer you know i I doubt we'd see it but i just i just want to see perfect dark i know that would be so cool if we saw that game um no chance for fable right well that's what i was gonna say i mean is there any chance i don't think so i I i'm think I'm not too was that, sure. Was that game a game at all when that trailer came out? Like, was there any it. work done except maybe like concept a design art. doc? Yeah, a design doc, some concept art, and that trailer. The thing is, I'm not sure what Playground Games, their workflow is like. Like, I don't know yeah. if they're like Insomniac where they have 
15 teams working on different things or if it's like the same team that just made Forza Horizon 5 that's going to move over. I don't over think it's the this. same team. I think it's a separate team. Yeah. Yeah, but they've also they've released two games since then. They've released Forza Horizon 4 and 5. That's true cuz what 4 was only 2 years ago, right? Like yeah. it hasn't even been that long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's possible there's another team that's like pretty deep into development, but to be fair, we saw like a CGI trailer that was it. So, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm not sure where that game is at truthfully. Do you guys care about CGI trailers? No. Um it depends. If the trailer can kind of give me a tone of the game, then yes. So like uh God, what was that game? Redfall oh, that like we saw. Dead Island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that gave us kind of like a decent tone of what that game will be like. So that one I didn't mind so much. But like, as funny as it was, that trailer for the Outer Worlds too. Just yeah, that was a that bad didn't trailer. need to happen. No, sure, because it 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 literally gave us nothing. So see that I, that I don't mind because like that is like the definition of like a tease, and like that I feel like is is vibes like with the jokes that were in there. Um, I'm fair. a little tired of those jokes, but they were technically jokes. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Like I remember when I was a kid, I loved like uh like cinematics in games, just because the games looked so much worse than the cinematics. Right. And so it felt like a reward, like, you know, you were playing through Halo and like it looked fine, but then you'd get to the cinematics for Halo and it was just like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. And I feel like as games have gotten better looking, like the the payoff for cinematics, like I feel like that's like mostly when I check my phone now, unless I'm like yeah. really engaged in a game or I'm like, OK, God, I hope you can pause cutscenes and like I need to go take a whiz at the whiz palace. Um <laughs> And so, like, CGI trailers, like, don't do it for me. That said, there was a new Halo Infinite trailer that came out today, yeah. and I am hyped as so hell for that game now. Um, yeah, there, I'm sure there's going to be small think, indie games announced that, like, we're, we're not super privy to just because, we're, like, we don't even know they're being worked on. I'm sure some of them are going to kick ass. Uh, but besides yeah. that, I don't, I, I don't know how many big games. Like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was revealed at this. And then, granted, mm. that game was, like, kind of a dud when it came out. I liked parts of it a lot. I don't know. There's just so many possibilities. Bloodborne was like a, a game trailers reveal, or not game trailers, a game awards reveal. No Man's Sky was heavily teased at the game awards. Until Sekiro Dawn. was teased. Yeah, The Order, 1886, like all these games that have just transformed the landscape since they've come out were all teased at something like this. And so I think it's super exciting. I think we're all in agreement that Microsoft is going to be the heaviest presence here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Nintendo, so, it, it has been interesting seeing Nintendo kind of have more of a presence recently, though. Yeah, we could get another Funky Kong in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze situation. That's true. That's true. Yeah. God, that'd be great. Oh, are we going to see <laughs> anything from the Mario movie? I don't think so. Mm. Just because I feel like it's too I early. Wish. Just because I think gonna, coming out yeah. next Christmas. Chris Pratt, the voice or anything, not even like a little teaser of him going, Luigi! Or whatever he <laughs> chooses for the voice. We're we're just gonna get a tease for the. It'll just be like the Mario movie, and it'll just be blank. And all I hear is wah ha 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 ha. Just like oh my god, <laughs> that'd be pretty fun. The EMU, the EMU, the extended Mario universe. Um, okay, and before 
I just want this on the record. Is there a joke about eating mushrooms in the Mario movie? Absolutely. Or yes. like walking over a toad and say, oh, man, you're tripping on shrooms. You know, like, is there is there a joke like that in the movie? See, mm, I don't know because I don't know if Nintendo would let them just because. <laughs> OK, for example, you, did you see Detective Pikachu? Yeah, I haven't you, seen that movie yet. You know, that that's not what I expected to hear. Four um, fifths of it are really good. Like, yeah, it's like an 80% great movie. Uh, you know the part at the beginning where the Lickitung licks him? Yeah. Nintendo didn't want that in the movie. Wow. So, like, I don't know if they would let that kind of joke slide. That's fair. Yeah, but, I mean, Chris Pratt, like, he can, get, he can, he can get, do what he wants. He's yeah, he can, get, he can get anyone <laughs> to do anyone. It's, yeah, he can just fine. swing that Star-Lord name around. I said name. Don't get mad. <laughs> um, get Move Mountains. Get checks and get checks. Yep. I don't know what Star. I don't know what Star Lords do. Um, that's pretty much all I've got. Yeah, they listen to Star Lord. That's pretty much all I've got for the announcements. Um, I'm looking forward to it. There's going to be some good stuff, no matter what happens. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. There's always uh, a surprise or two. Yeah. yeah, Elijah, your crappy Fast and Furious game was announced at uh, <laughs> at the Game Awards. Yeah, I know. I try to Wait. forget about it. Elijah, was it last year when? We found out that Vin Diesel was going to be an arc two. Is that when? Was that during the Game Awards last year? I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I think it was. Well, okay, think, yeah. I'm about ninety nine percent positive it was, and that was a moment when that when you sure get an arc was. two trailer with freaking Vin Diesel and, and yeah, how remember, he now owns half the company. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So we've always recorded on Tuesdays. Um, my family has like a restaurant that they operate, and they would always open on Wednesdays. So they'd come over on Tuesdays for dinner. I remember like blowing them off one night to watch that. And then like one of them came in right when Ben Diesel came in. They're like, what the hell are you watching? I'm like, I don't know. I should really be out for dinner. Like this, this doesn't seem <laughs> worth my time. No offense, Vin. I loved you in triple X. Yeah. Vin, can you like buy a steak and frame skip, please? You, I mean, you already own arc. You already own developer. 90% of my mind share any given day. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah. I have, I have literally like 20 copies of fast and the furious movies right there on my shelf. Yeah. Um, underrated performance and saving private Ryan. Vin. Oh God. Didn't, yes. Didn't, didn't forget that. Weird well, character motives. However, great performance. <laughs> well, boys, it's time for the awards themselves. So what we've decided we're going to do, we're kind of going to go through the names of each category and if there's a category that suits our fancy we'll get into it more and we're gonna make it a friendly little wager here what we decided at the end of all this the person who gets the most guesses correct for who wins gets to choose a game for each of the other contestants to play and i'm so excited for this I want to win so bad. <laughs> George, Elijah's going to make us play like some game we've never heard of for the uh, 3DO or something. No, we're yeah. going to have to finally play Doki Doki Panic. No. Oh, it's God. Doki Doki Literature. Oh, no, Club. you're right. You just gave him an idea. Oh, no. No, that wasn't part of my ideas because I think that's a game you should play anyhow. But anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get started. Uh, so, like I said, we're going to go over the names of the categories, and if if it doesn't suit any of our fancy, we're not going to really go over it. So, for example, best esports event. I got nothing. No. Um, 
George, any input on this one? Honestly, hey, I'm just going to make an executive decision. Are we okay just skipping all the esports categories? Because I have no input on any of them. The only esport thing I want to talk about is best esports athlete. And that's only because Chris Simp Lair, however you pronounce it, looks exactly like Austin. That's the only thing I want to mention. Okay. (laughs) I'll pick him. I saw a picture once and I'm like, why is Austin in this picture? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, if we go up, also content creator of the year, we discussed this. None of us know who any of those people are. Like, I've never heard of them. Yeah, it's it's no disrespect to these people who are out there, you know, uh, creating this content. It's just uh, we don't engage with your stuff and it would be uh, just a shot in the dark. Yeah. It would be disingenuous for us to try and decide. Next up, innovation in accessibility, presented by Chevrolet. Uh, um, I'm going to throw one in here for this one. Me too. All right. Austin, you in? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't mess with the accessibility options much, but I've heard kind of the conversation online, so I think I have yes, one that I would that, That's kind of where I'm at, too. Yeah. Um. George, do you want to go first? I have a feeling we might all be in agreement on this one. Um, I'm a little torn because I could very easily see it being three of these games. I think right now my front runner is probably Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Uh, but Far Cry 6 is extremely tempting. I played that game for exactly an hour and a half. It is boring as hell to me. Um... <laughs> But man, like that was the first game I ever heard with like a narrated menu. And I was just like, oh, oh okay, you're you're doing this for people with like astigmatism who like can't read the text. Okay, cool. Uh but there's just actually I'm gonna make it Far Cry six. I'm that that is my choice. I know you you oh. losers are going Forza Horizon five. That's that's your choice, right? That's exactly where I'm going, Forza Horizon yeah, 5. Yeah, you, you you knuckle draggers. I knew it. Um I I was I'm actually... going with Far Cry six. Not oh. going to pick Forza Horizon Five. I was going oh. to pick Ratchet and Clank. Um, because Ratchet oh. and Clank has some really interesting accessibility options. Like one thing, for example, that I don't know has ever been present in other games. Again, to be fair, I don't really mess with accessibility too much in my settings, but you can literally slow down the entire game. Like you can set the game to like twenty five percent speed. Forza Horizon 5 does that as well. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I, I haven't heard too much about Forza, so I can't really comment on it, but that's that's why I would say Ratchet and Clank. I just remember when that game came out, so many people were talking about how they were able to play that game. Um, I was, yeah. When they were I, never I was, able to before. I was listening to uh, Easy Allies the other day, and someone who is a disabled gamer who's colorblind, I believe, uh, wrote in and talked about how in Battlefield 2042, you can actually decide what the enemy's team colors are. So like he never had to be in a position where like he might not be able to tell the difference between him, his team wow. and the opponent team. He could just like permanently set it to be whichever color was like easiest for him to see. And it's just so weird. That's like, Oh yeah. Why didn't we do that? 10 years ago. You know, it's kind yeah. of like button button mapping where it's just like, Oh yeah. Why didn't we just allow players to put buttons that make the most sense for them? Why, why didn't we? Oh, this is exciting. We've all got different picks. Hell yeah. I did not see that coming. Next up, uh, we have Most Anticipated, presented by Prime Gaming. Um, this one, I'm uh, 
little more unsure about just because so this is the only category that isn't chosen by journalists oh this is completely fan chosen it's a fan vote right yeah yeah so like i could see almost any number of these okay so for people listening out we have elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west breath of the wild whatever the sequel's called and then starfield this is actually pretty close i i think it would be if i had to choose one i would think elden ring yeah just because it's so close that it's on everybody's minds yeah it's not Uh, abstract the way starfield and legend zelda 2 are yeah yeah i think i would say elden ring as well i am going elden ring also agreement Uh, i'm writing all these down by the way okay Next up, we have Best Multiplayer. And the nominees are Back for Blood, It Takes Two, Knockout City, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, or Valheim. This is another interesting one. Valheim, that game came out and people went crazy for it yes. for like a few weeks and then it died. At the same time, so, one thing I never heard about for Valheim was everybody talking about how much they were playing with each other. It, you can, yeah. but that was never what I heard anybody mentioning. Meanwhile, I'm going to go with It Takes Two. Yeah. I think the most likely to win, I think, would be It Takes Two. I mean, if it was my personal choice, it would be Rise, but It Takes Two, I think, is... When it comes to multiplayer, that game is so creative in the way that it, mm-hmm. it works. Um, with two players and you know just like a way out was but this is like a whole new level so and i guess i should also mention which i didn't earlier we are just choosing what we think will win and not our personal choices because we have our own game of the awards game of the year awards coming up so why would we give just our choices out of these couple anyhow so you're only going with what we think are going to win so for anyone listening that's why we haven't given our personal picks they're yeah coming. yeah they're coming yeah yeah tune in december 31st boners you're gonna hear some award showing damn right you are <laughs> okay god it's a good ad is boners an acceptable good ad word? read yeah i'll make it acceptable oh thanks buddy almost like boners. the uh tv station <laughs> didn't want to do uh, the one episode of the office that was rated pg-13 was the episode where michael said the word boner <laughs> how was Wait, that so, like the least acceptable thing that happened on that show that's a question i don't have the answer to so george what would your pick be for this did you say yours i did yeah. not say mine um i'm just a little torn because like it takes two um is an incredible game and it's like clearly built for two people in a way so few games are so like i think that's like easily the best crafted game however like i just don't know I guess like what the categories are, like what the sorry now now the categories, what the qualifications are, where it's like I don't know, like New World was like a brand new MMO that came out and like no one could shut up about it, you know. Back for Blood was like the return to Left for Dead style carnage that everyone was missing, and like I don't know, as great as It Takes Two is, I feel like it's gonna win a different award, so it's not gonna win this award. So I'm gonna go with Back for Blood, even though I personally think it should be. It takes two. I'm 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 making bets here, so I'm going back for blood. Interesting. So we have two for it takes two. 
<laughs> and one for Back for Blood. Have fun Next. zigging, boys. I'm over here zagging. It's going to be great. Next, we have probably the strangest category, in my opinion. Best Sim slash Strategy, which is Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. So, like... Yeah, they have some interesting categories. I know the next one we're going to do is best sports in racing, which like has never made sense whatsoever to me. But um, I like so Elijah, you were in, in a friend of the show. Tyler, we're talking about it is inscription. You were talking about the yes. other day, right? Yes, when we were is. playing Halo. I don't I still don't know much about that game, but the way you talked about it about it made it sound like it's been very highly received. So my thoughts are yes like everyone that i know that has played it loved it but also i don't know how many outlets have played it have made it yeah. a priority meanwhile i'm 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 trying to decide between two and it's either age of empires or flight simulator it is yeah. hands down flight simulator it is that, that's that's deep. that's kind of what i'm going with too i mean i think that has to be the pick which but again, I don't know enough this, about the other ones. That's what won this category last year. That's Which true because it was PC. Yeah. 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 Ooh, but that, that's what ooh, I'm thinking too. Ooh, does that disqualify it? No, because it's here. Yeah, but know. like sure, but is this like like a gimme, like a gimme nom? You know, like with the Oscars where it's just like, oh yeah, we'll hit you back next time. Don't worry. Sorry you lost to the artist. <laughs> friggin' loser. God, the movie sucks. Um <sighs> Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, Age I'm, of Empires 4 wasn't great. I, I'm going with Flight Simulator. I have to. That's that's the only one that really as much as I would I, I wish I could say I think it's inscription, I just don't think that's that was given the breadth that it needs. Awesome. Yeah, I would say Flight Simulator as well. Real exciting, boys. All of us choosing the same games all the time. <laughs> uh, no, no. We have two categories of different games, so. <laughs> Best sports slash racing. F1 2021. FIFA 22. Forza Horizon 5. Hot Wheels Unleashed or Riders Republic. I want Hot Wheels Unleashed to win it so bad. <laughs> Can like, I just say, by the way, it's interesting that I know Riders is kind of like a sports game a little bit, but all of these are pretty much racing games except for FIFA. <laughs> yeah. It, hey, it's the year of so, racing games, man. Which is also weird because FIFA is definitely a sim game. <laughs> like it is, it yeah. is a football simulator. Um, football. I mean, Forza, for sure. Yeah, Forza, Forza has to be the pick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Forza is getting nines and tens, and it's on everybody's mind. I think it's still the highest rated game of the year, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're I'm right. I'm pretty sure on Metacritic, at least. So, cool. Next up, we have best Nintendo, sorry, best family game. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. Before we move on to best family game, I want to say Riders Republic is really good. And Forza Horizon 5 is just eating its lunch. The world is set up exactly the same. It's got cool vibes. It also has like this really weird, like, what if we succeeded, sorry, succeeded from what we were doing and just made a country where we just got to shred pow, you know, <laughs> in R for Forza and then on a mountain for Riders Republic. The game's like really good. And it has like these giant like 
55 person races that happen in segments where they like throw curveballs at you. So like you'll be doing it like for the first part, it's just like a typical downhill bike race. And then all of a sudden you're on skis with like rockets on them. And it's, it's like so weird and crazy and funny. And it, it just doesn't matter because Forza five is so much better than Riders Republic. That's my rant. Sorry. That's fair. Best family game. It takes two Mario party superstars, new Pokemon snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury or WarioWare Get It Together. So this one's so, interesting. I have my pick. I, For a number of reasons, I have my pick. I, if I had to guess, I would say Super Mario 3D World. Um, I want to say it takes two still because I think it's the best on the list, but I... I I think, George, you kind of brought it up earlier that you think it's going to win different categories, and I, I kind of agree with you. I don't know necessarily if they would pick a two-player-only game either for this, if it's like family. Um, yeah, you can't just tell the nuclear family to get effed, you know? Yeah. I, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say 3D World for my pick. Georgery? I'm going with Mario Party Superstars. Hmm? Nice. I want it to be new Pokemon Snap, but um, yeah, I'm going Mario Party. My choice is Super Mario 3D World. Um, because when I think about it, new Pokemon Snap, you know, people enjoyed, but it, was, it didn't like set the world on fire yeah. like I expected. WarioWare was the same way. Like it came out and everyone's like, right. this is great. And then I never heard of it again a week after that. Yep. Um, Mario Party Superstars is where you go to lose friends and family. <laughs> Can't lose family, but that's the point of family. And also, it takes two is I don't think the game you want to play with your kid where it's about here's about two parents getting a divorce. Yeah. Um Yeah, that is a there is a character in that book. Or wow, sorry, in that game, spoiler. It's the book. Uh (laughs) it it is is a book. The character's a Um, book. So yeah, Um, I I think it's Mario 3D World. Next up, we have Best Fighting Game, which I don't know if any of us have played any of these games. I'm no, out, I but I come. have to assume it's either Guilty Gear or Virtua Fighter 5. I follow so Oh, it's many not Nickelodeon? People. I follow so many people <laughs> who are just knuckles deep in the fighting game community, and uh, Guilty Gear is, is muy beloved. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm not choosing either, because, again, I don't know anything, yeah. but my guess would be Guilty Gear. For that yeah. same reason. Are we do we want to make this a category or you want to skip it? I think we're all choosing Guilty Gear anyhow. So it's a wash. Yeah. I just want to say I do enjoy that Melty Blood got a nod because I hear that game is fantastic and I, like you've never heard of that series before last year. I've never heard uh, of it till right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> best role playing we have Cyberpunk 2077, Monster yeah. Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus. Shin Megami Tensei 5 and Tales of Arise. Of the games on this list, the only one I've played is Rise. So if it was my own choice, I would pick that. But I think it needs to be Tales of Arise because that game is just online. Conversations around that game have been so good. Um, so that, that would be what I, I think is going to win. 
It's true. I, it brought it brought Seth back from the dead to record on the podcast. That's how true. good that game was. And my copy will be here Thursday. I can't wait to play it. Boys, I got to go with Cyberpunk. Elijah, why did I you just it. say that? I, I, love, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Hit, hit, us, hit us with that logic, boss. Come on. So Cyberpunk has gotten, you know, all the patches and everything throughout the year and such. And a lot of people are going to have been playing it up to, like, like the game awards, you know, nominations and that because it 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 was obviously going to be a like top game of the year, and that's after it like you know a lot of the bug fixes have happened, and so many people I know have said the game itself like story characters stuff like that the game itself is really good, but it's just always the problems have always been like bugs and such, but those bugs are getting fixed more and more. And I don't know if you recently saw, but there has been a flood of positive reviews on Steam that like it's now at like its review score is now mostly or like very positive or something like that. Well, because the game is essentially fixed. Like there are still problems with it, but it is it is essentially fixed, basically. And all I've been hearing from people is how good this game is. Well. I'll take your word for it, but I'm still not choosing it. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Shin Megami Tensei Five because that looks like just the nerdiest ever. Um, <laughs> people, people love nerdy stuff. I cannot wait to start it. I have it sitting right there. I bought Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne HD for PS4, and I like already regret it. Like it's it's like stressful, just having oh, yeah. that game in my home. Yeah, you know, like beat your head into a wall while you were playing it because of how hard it is. Not even that. Like it's just like I. It's still shrink wrapped. I'm just like I oh. need to get this out of my house. It's it's like having like a like a Ouija board in the fall. You're just like why did, why am I inviting oh. this problem into into my home? I'm dying to play that game at some point because I've never played three. I mean, I want to play five too, but three is so much cheaper. Uh, it could be worse. You could have a Luigi board. Shut the, shut the hell that up. That was boy. awful. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Best Action Adventure with the nominees of Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, R- uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. This is almost just okay. Ooh, we have is, Game of the Year. What's yeah. the second choice for Game of the Year? Right. I mean, I guess I would say Metroid, but I, I think know. Guardians I of think the Galaxy. I don't know. Maybe Psychonauts. Some other awards. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm going to say Metroid. I'm just going to go with my gut and say Metroid. So it saddens me to say this, but I'm going with Resident Evil Village. And I think you know why that saddens me to say this. Yeah. Because that means it's not winning Game of the Year. Game of the Year. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Austin, what would you pick? Metroid? I think, yeah, I would say Metroid because I don't, I think it's kind of the same situation. I don't think that's going to win Game of the Year. My problem is I'm half tempted to say Guardians. 
I'm halfway through it almost, and it is again so though. Good. I st- I haven't played it, but people just talk so highly of that game. I literally can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. With any indication, I'm just yeah, I'm gonna, gonna, sticking with Metroid after, but... after we record. <laughs> George, what is your choice? I'm pretty torn. Um, if I had a gun to my head, I would say it's either Guardians of the Galaxy or Ratchet and Clank. Just because Ratchet and Clank was like such an easy yeah. pick up and play game, and like it's like the most swashbuckly game of the year until Guardians of the Galaxy came out. And Guardians of the Galaxy, like the presentation and gameplay, are married together pretty seamlessly. Where like not since like Uncharted have I like played a game that is just like so compelling for me to just go to the next chapter. Where like I want to see where the story goes. Um, that said, the Ratchet and Clank is just I don't know. It, it's just like so charming and like comfortable and like warm you know like it, it's just like like a hug like it, it, it's super like nostalgic where it just it it did a really cool thing where it made me feel like a teenager again uh just like playing a really really well crafted playstation 2 game that just blew my mind visually I, I don't mean that as like a knock i'm just saying like that's like the era i love video games most so i was i was happy to go back to it um let me so yeah. let me give you a quick why i think it would be guardians over ratchet and clank And there are two reasons. First off, you know, Ratchet and Clank, it's Insomniac. Everyone expects that game is going to be great because Insomniac is terrific at what they do. Guardians of the Galaxy, everyone was kind of on edge about like, is that game going to be good? And then it comes out and boom, everyone loves it. And they didn't expect it. So that's going to be on people's minds as it is. But also, Guardians of the Galaxy came out like right before nominations. It's the freshest, yeah. It's the freshest, and like I said, if you add on that whole, we didn't expect how good this is, that kind of gives it that little extra bump, that little extra raise. Like, I still think it's going to be Village for the pure reason of, like we said, I don't think it's winning game of the year, but... Right. Mm -hmm. Resident Evil 2 didn't win anything, if I remember correctly, at that. Damn, that was was convincing. Uh, I think you're right with just, like, the recency bias in Guardians. which is great because I was thinking about Ratchet and Clank, but like subconsciously, I actually already typed out Guardians of the Galaxy in the cheat sheet. So look at hey. that. <laughs> look at that. So best VR AR. I don't know about you guys, but I've played one of these games. I and... have not played any of them, but I, th- I just have to say I think Resident Evil Four VR is going I think to win easily. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Just because that game out of nowhere was getting eights and nines and everyone saying, this is amazing. Yeah, we can exclude that if we want to. Yeah, I know none of us have really played them, but I just my two senses. I I think that's going to win. (laughs) Yeah. Also, Uh, did we skip it? Did we skip a category? No. Yes. Uh, Yes, we did. Best action. Thank you for reminding me. We have Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6 and Returnal. Which, by the way, can I just say at this point in the in the year of our Lord 2021, what's the difference in best action and best action adventure? The fact that it's two different categories is making me like really concerned. I'm like, maybe I should have gone with Ratchet and Clank because they like went to places, um, you know, like you do on an adventure. Yeah, but think... so did Gu- Guardians of the Galaxy literally takes you all over the galaxy. Yeah, pish posh. Ratchet and Clank went to a different dimension. The thing is, I haven't played Returnal, but the I mean, I've heard a lot of people going back to that game and really enjoying it. Um, 
It's basically it's it's just like you know those like over the top shooters they made like uh I don't, I don't know like uh, Ex Machina or something. Right. It's just it's just that with like over the shoulder. Like they just made it a yep. third person shooter, like a, yep. a really tight thing. So like that's actually a, a great call. That's not my pick, but I also like like this feels like Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy. This feels like fantasy football where it's like I wouldn't take that running back there, but that's a great pick. Like yeah. I, I don't begr- I don't begrudge you for taking him. Um, like, Returnal is my choice. Yeah. I think I'm gonna say Returnal too. I mean, as much as I love Deathloop that ending of that game, I mean, I still love it, but it kind of soured me on the game. And um, I think that's, I, I've seen that a lot. So I think I would, I think I would pick a Returnal for this one. All right. Um, again, you boys zig. I'm going to zag. Uh, I am going for Deathloop. Interesting. I don't think it's game of the year, so I'm going for it with best action. So best mobile game. Uh, none of us except for George have played any of these, really. Yeah, yeah I played a little bit of Pokemon Unite and like five minutes of Marvel Future Revolution. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we have best community support, which. Uh, hold on. I'm sorry. Before we move on. I want to say I I really really think it should be Fantasian. That game is like incredible. I've heard very good the, about it to the point where like I bought a mount for my Xbox controller for my iPhone, and then I bought the Bone controller to just like dock my phone with, so I can just like play it that way. That game is amazing, and it's also really good with touch controls too. Um, Genshin Impact I assume will win. League of Legends Wild Rift is incredible. That game is so much better than just League of Legends. So there, yeah, you heard it from here first. Uh, I think there you go, our mobile be, insider. I, I think it will be Genshin Impact. I think it should be Fantasian, and I think people are sleeping on League of Legends. Future Revolution is fine. Yeah, Be- best community support. Uh, this is another one we were talking about. We don't really know, like. I can't tell you what teams have done that have and haven't upset people or like made them happy or that. So I have no say in this. Well, that and I just don't know what this means by community support. Like, is it how quickly you can release patches? Is it how they like actually interact with the community? Is it, you know, in terms of like DLC coming out on like a regular schedule? You know, like I just I don't know what the qualifiers for the award are so i don't know how people are voting so i can't make an educated guess uh, right next up we have games for impact um i've played one of these so i don't and like i yeah. don't really know much of anything about the other ones or more specifically i don't know what it is about those other games that have them in this category so i can't really i don't have yeah. a say yeah another same, same. now Best performance. Erica Mori as Alex Chen, Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo, Jason E. Kelly as Colt Vaughn, Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitris, and Ozioma Agaha as Juliana Blake. Um I'm gonna take a wild guess here and say it's Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn. Um Have you played Deathloop Elijah? No. God, so Deathloop, 
has I, I literally showed it to you sealed before we started. I wasn't paying attention. Deathloop has phenomenal dialogue. Uh, the performances from both Cole and Juliana are fantastic. I guess I could also see Juliana. Um, I've heard great. My my issue is I don't know enough about the character from Life is Strange, True Colors, or even Giancarlo Esposito in, in Far Cry 6. I mean, uh, is what's her name? Lady Dimitrescu. Is, how, how much of that game is she in, Elijah? Is she like a... I mean, spoiler, but she's the first of four bosses. Right, like, I know that. Well, I should say the first of four basic, like, of the base bosses. So, like, I'm going to say an hour and a half to two hours if that of uh, how long is the game um my first time beating it was about 10 hours okay i mean that's probably more facetime than than anton castillo gets in far cry 6 you know like I, those those villains are always touted and then it's just like them like just talking smack over the radio and like, i almost i don't know for this one i almost want to say uh Sorry, I don't, I don't want to mispronounce her name, so I'm just going to say the character Juliana from Deathloop because I could, she's I could really, really good. Yeah, she, I, I think Colt is fantastic. I think she eclipses him. She yeah, is so for good. Sure. She's so for good sure. in that game, and, and that's like with me not knowing the game like almost at all. I had a feeling it'd be one of them, but I have heard that Juliana is fantastic in it. Yeah, that's I'm going to go. All right, I'm going to go with Anton Castillo. And I'm going to stick with Colt Vaughn. All right. Uh, also, I just want to point out, um, I know uh, Activision Blizzard is no one's favorite company right now. I get that. Uh, they shouldn't be. They've done some horrendous stuff over the years. Uh, that said, though, Laura Bailey is so beyond excellent as her character in Call of Duty Vanguard. She is so much fun. She's so badass. She's got... Probably like the most uh, like emotionally gripping story in that game. Like it's basically like you know six different vignettes of all these people on a team, and it's like the few missions they they play together, like the the interlocking narrative. Um, she's incredible in that game, and I think it's kind of a bummer that she didn't get nominated. But also, I I don't know if that was like retaliation against Activision Blizzard, which I get, but man, she she didn't do that stuff so. Next up, for best audio design, we have Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet & Clank, Resident Evil Village, or Returnal. I gotta go with Forza Horizon 5. Um, This one's kind of hard, too. So I've only played about an hour of Resident Evil, but I feel like horror games are typically a really good showcase of audio design because that of what true. they do, you know, to... to evoke that atmosphere and and kind of spooky nature i haven't played it with headphones on yet so i i don't know how the 3d audio and that stuff is um i forza horizon 5 does have really good audio design the the engines and stuff are fantastic you know i'm just gonna yeah i'm gonna go with forza but i i think i would choose resident evil as my my backup (laughs) Uh, sorry, Elijah, Austin, you both won Forza 5? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Returnal, because that game is spooky as hell. That game is fantastic. (laughs) Best score and music. Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Near Replicant version that number, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and The Artful Escape. 
I'm going with Near Replicant on this one. Uh, the music, it's the same composer who did uh, Near Automata. Uh, that music, that soundtrack is just almost perfection. And I've heard bits of the Replicant soundtrack, and it's just as good. So the only game I've played on here is Deathloop. Um, does have a really good score, though. I don't know enough about Guardians of the Galaxy, although I'm assuming it probably also has a really good score. It's just tough because like, it's got so much licensed music, and so it's like, is that a crutch? Or yeah. is that like a yeah. huge adva- advantage? Like I don't I don't know like how the voters will see it. I think one of the biggest advantages it has for it is that it uses the music in gameplay. So like yeah. it's not just oh, you know it's not just like Grand Theft Auto where it's just oh, it just plays over the radio. This uses music in the game. So I'm I'm gonna say that game then. Because I think that that kind of style of of using you know licensed music in that way i think that kind of evokes emotions in a lot of people i bet that's going to be a big kind of i think a lot of people will like that it's always fun when you're beating up a group of bad guys and come into a huddle and then leave the huddle and now you're beating up a group of bad guys to the final countdown yeah plus also like there's there's some original make music in there too like the, oh yeah the, the band the, that the you know star lord yeah well, I, I was gonna save that for people um yeah, like that that's all like original hair metal and that's fun. Yeah. Next. Uh I'm gonna go with uh sorry, I'm gonna go with near replicant also. Hey Nerds are gonna nerd, you know what I mean? Like that's the one category every time near game comes out where it's like that's where that game shines. Well it's kinda like, you know, in Canada it's at the Winter Olympics and it's just like, oh man, they better win curling. You know, it's like this is this is our <laughs> event. You know, I wasn't sure where that was going because that f- you took a nice little, just silence. But you know, like Canada. <laughs> Ever like, heard of it? Did you, did you just compare near yeah, and Canada? <laughs> Best art direction: Deathloop, Kana Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank, or The Artful Escape. Okay, this one's really tough. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, I, I'm leaning towards the middle three. So Ratchet, Psychonauts, and Kena. I want to say either Psychonauts or Kena, though, and I'm not sure which one. I, I would was probably gonna go, say Kena. I was going to go Psychonauts. Um, okay. I'm going like, Kena. I, I would say I'm going Kena, too. But same it's not like I feel super comfortable with that choice. Because it's like, I feel like any of those could win. The Artful Escape is literally about art and music, but I don't think the art is as good as these other ones. Well, it's just because, uh, like, Canada Bridge of Spirits is, like, gorgeous. It was made by, like, such a small team. It's, like, that, that's obviously, like, super in- impressive. But also, like, it doesn't look that different than, like, a Pixar movie, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I just don't know, like, the game is gorgeous, like, in terms of fidelity. But I don't know how many risks they took in terms of like designing the world the way Psychonauts did. Yeah, no, I, I so that, totally get that, and that's why that, that's my logic. Again, not to not to dunk on any of these games because they're all like incredible. Um, they're they're here for a reason. Yeah. So, uh, best narrative: Death Loop, It Takes Two, 
Life is Strange True Colors, Guardians of the Galaxy, or Psychonauts 2? There, I think the one I want to win could win. So Say I'm it. I'm gonna go with Life is Strange. There it is. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Is I haven't played that game, but you know, based off of the only Life is Strange game I played was the first one, and it was fantastic. Um, like narrative wise, Death Loop honestly should not even be on this list. Because I mean, it, yeah, it's got good dialogue, but I wouldn't really say it has a good story personally. Um, I don't know, man. They figured out a they figured out a way to explain a game mechanic. Like they they built that into the story, you know. And like honestly, like I'm kind of surprised that like Returnal isn't on the list to be honest, because they did like the same thing where like they figured yeah. out a way to take like. A foundational part of this and like weave it so deeply into the story like I, I think it's impressive like I know other games do that like Dead Cells does that and like you know Spelunky or I guess Rogue Legacy probably does it better like I yeah. get that yeah um but like I don't, I don't know man like the, the fact that it was like such an important part of the game I think is impressive what about It Takes Two George where is that like on this list at all for you or is because uh, the thing is I haven't gotten to the end so I don't know. I don't think the story is that good, actually. Like, okay. I don't. I personally don't care if, if they get back together or not in the game. Honestly, that's a common thing I've heard. It's like the story itself was fine. Yeah, the gameplay is awesome, and like the storytelling through the gameplay is like great. But like the actual narrative to the game, I just I couldn't get yeah. this about it one way or the other. All right, you've convinced me then, George. I'm gonna choose Deathloop. Because I, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, yeah, the ending kind of sucks and they don't explain literally anything story-wise but the the dialogue is fantastic i mean it has some of the best back and forth dialogue i mean you really feel like you get to know colt and juliana and who they are and their personalities like fully i would say like it, it really explores who those characters are and in the way they act you know in a way that i haven't really seen george is over there you fool you fell for it now i get guardians all to myself uh, I mean, I'm gonna choose Guardians for a different reason. Like, I think Deathloop, Deathloop is amazing because it feels like if Quentin Tarantino directed a game, like that's that's an incredible achievement. Like, just to get like those levels of vibes. Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm gonna choose just because there's like the movie Guardians of the Galaxy, and there's a movie Avengers, and then the Avengers game came out, and everyone was so pissed that it wasn't like the movie Avengers because like the Avengers in the game suck compared to the movie Avengers. I'm sorry, like the main cast. I, I haven't even played That's a Kate true. Bishop. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure she's great. Um, Look, what I've seen of Haley Stenfield, yeah, she's better than Kate Bishop in the game. Okay. Um, so the fact that like the Guardians of the Galaxy are like people I actually really, really enjoy, I think is like an incredibly impressive feat. And I've been like thinking more like those Guardians lately than the movies. Um mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with that just because I do think that's impressive. And also, I don't know, like it, it had like narrative branching stuff where like you can make different choices and that would like affect, yeah. you know, certain outcomes. And so like that, I don't know, that, that crap's always great, right? Guardi right? Guardians was actually my second choice of, uh, I think Life is Strange could, but it also could be Guardians. So. Best debut indie. Kane of Bridge of Spirits, Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, or Valheim. This is another hard one 
because, and not all of them are on that list because I heard Sable's good, but that was literally all I've heard of it. And I've heard it from like two people and I've never heard anybody else mention Sable. Um, but I hear the Forgotten City is really good. But the other two that come to mind are Valheim and I'm going to go with Kana. Just because what that team managed yeah. to achieve for being no, like they've never made a game. They've they've been known for little CG short trailers and commercials. And all of a sudden they make this game and it's fantastic. Honestly, I don't know if I can comment on this category or the next one because I've I've really not played any of these games except for like 30 minutes of Valheim, which honestly I didn't really like. So, um, all right, Elijah, head to head yeah. then. If if Austin's not playing, you and me, bud. Sounds good. All right, um, I'm gonna go with the Forgotten City. I haven't played that game. I've watched some of that game. I listened to an hour and a half long podcast about that game, and I, I guess it's it fantastic. Like started, started off as like a Skyrim mod, a where sky- like, yep, where like it was supposed to be like a Dwemer city or something like under underneath Skyrim, and like that was like the basis, and like they decided to just like make their own game from there, and that was what would become the Forgotten City. Uh, yep. So I'm gonna go, with, I'm gonna go with that boy. Yeah, that I I could completely see that one winning too. Yeah, and I could also I could completely see Kind of Bridge of Spirits because like that game just looks incredible and also like i think the delays help it in terms of voter yeah recognition so like just to, to bring back your point now like austin said for best indie i have less of an idea on this one just because like i don't i don't really know too much about like i hear death store is great i hear 12 minutes is you hate it or love it there's no in between um, you know how I feel about Kana. Inscription, I hear, is amazing, but again, I don't know how many people have played it. And Loop Hero, I've heard like one person mention it and say it's incredible, but I've literally heard one person mention it. So I don't really have I'm, a leg in this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Loop Hero on this one. I'm abstaining from this one. Yeah, I can't comment. I will say I'm shocked that 12 minutes is on here because of just kind of the backlash that game has received. Yeah, I've literally heard you either hate it or love it. There is literally well, not an in-between. And, and I've I hear heard the ending is garbage. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I looked up the ending because I know I'm never going to play this game and it's like the, the most atrocious thing possible. Um, I got like six yeah. loops into it. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm in the, the camp that thinks like, okay, yeah, maybe I don't need to play this. Now, the next one, similar to best community support, best ongoing. Again, we don't really have a say. Um, like, I play Apex. Yeah. And I know Final Fantasy fourteen. I play. But, like, I couldn't tell you anything about Genshin, Fortnite, or Warzone. So, I, I have zero ideas. Yeah. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd probably say Genshin. But I don't if know. I had to guess, I would say Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, my guess would be but, Final Fantasy 14. And Endwalkers, that was the new DLC that got delayed. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know like if that Yoshi P it. Yoshi P literally cried when he told people he had to delay it. He was so sad. That 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 man is a treasure to this world, and he deserves to be just 
treasured forever. So, two left. Best game direction. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, or Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. I'm going to go with Ratchet & Clank on this one. Oh, <laughs> man. Um... This one is tough. I want to say it takes two, to be honest, because of how creative that game is. I, the problem is I haven't played Psychonauts two, so I can't really compare. But I feel like I don't know. It takes two is just such a creative game, like from a the directorial standpoint, at least. Um, I think Ratchet and Clank is a great pick. I think it takes two is the right pick. I think that game is so tight. I think Ratchet and Clank is fantastic. Like that game, like everything yeah. about that game works. It felt like it had the most like next gen qualities. So like I was, I was really happy. I didn't mind paying 70 bucks for it or whatever. I got it for it retail. Uh, it takes two is just so tightly designed. It's like amazing that everything, Everything works like it's always like, you know, when you're like building a Lego set and you're like always convinced that like they forgot a piece. Yep. And then you always find the piece and you're like, oh, SOB, like I'm wrong. They, <laughs> they they thought of it. They they didn't mess up. It was me. Like that's like every time I struggled in that game, I was just like, aha, OK, OK, I, I, I get what you're showing me now. Yeah, I could totally see it takes two winning this. But I'm sticking with Ratten and Clank, but I could totally see it. Uh, awesome. Oh, it takes two for me as well. All right, fellas, it's time. Game of the year. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, or Resident Evil Village? Well, as the only game on this list that I have not played, I think it's going to be Psychonauts 2. Georgery? I think it's going to be Metroid Dread, boys. Interesting. Very interesting. I think it's Deathloop. Oh my god. <laughs> Finally, we all diverged right at the end. The most important one. Hey, the first and the last were both completely diverged. That's true. I love it. Uh, I listen to this one fantasy football podcast that I really like, and they do prop bets every Thursday. And uh, they do it in, like, presented, like, uh, Shark Tank, where they they try to convince the other two people to like go in on them with a bet, and when they all agree on a bet, it's called a group chat. And so I think that like our group chat is when we all choose different games. So, but it's like <laughs> clearly like the opposite of a group chat. Like right. I think that's when it's like most exciting. Uh, either like all in or, or all out on one. Um, yeah, God, this I is, think this if, is exciting. This this is gonna win the bet for someone. Yeah, something about and you know I haven't even played Psychonauts and I like really want to. I just haven't played the first one, so I don't feel comfortable playing two yet. Um, something about that game just screams game of the year to me, though. Uh, as far as being on this list, I mean, we've talked about a lot of other games on here at this point, and I know that like just because Metroid Dread wins game of the year, you know, in a hypothetical scenario, doesn't mean it can't win whatever it was earlier, best action game or whatever whatever other category but still i could just see kind of psychonauts 2 being the one that's like you know it hasn't won much else but it's taken the big one home 
Also, it's a numbers game, right? Like, Deathloop, PlayStation 5 exclusive. It takes two. Available on PS4 and Xbox One and PS5 and Series X, whatever. Metroid Dread, only on Switch. Psychonauts 2, on Game Pass for everyone who has Game Pass. Ratchet and Clank, PS5 exclusive. Resident Evil Village, on everything. But, like, it didn't come to Game Pass, as far as I know. Like, so Psychonauts, he... Psychonauts 2 was the most available Yes, but remember... Game. Remember, voted on by journalists and reviewers. So the fact that it's on Game Pass, they were going to be playing it anyhow, so that doesn't factor in as much to like the availability. I I I get what you're saying. My point my point is jackasses who have only played that game, you know, haven't played every game in the category. But they're like, Oh yeah, Psychonauts too. Oh yeah, like I still have that on my Xbox. In a way like I don't know. Maybe a journalist didn't get Resident Evil Village because someone else reviewed it. You know, fair. And it was up, up, up to them to chase it down. But Psychonauts Two was there for everyone. Fair. That said, it's Metroid Dread, baby. I um, I think Psychonauts Two falls to the problem of every time I heard someone talk about it, it's really good. That was it. It was really good. Not it was this amazing thing. Just it was really good. Oh. That's interesting because I've heard, I mean, everybody I've heard has said it's amazing. Um, um, but again, I haven't played it, so I don't really know. I'm just kind of taking a gamble on that one. Re- Resident Evil Village, I wish. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it will. Like, in my heart of hearts, I think it deserves to be out of all these. Um, but I think it's Deathloop. Just because even you were saying uh, the weak point for you was the ending and everything but it was still in the best narrative category for a reason. Yeah. Um, it is a really good all, game, too. Like, all, literally all I heard was everybody, everybody say how incredible that game was. I think the key thing with that game, too, is it shocked everybody. Because, yes. we, you know, we had been so sick of seeing trailer after trailer after trailer. And it came out, and I mean, it is a really just high caliber game it was getting nines so, and tens everywhere yeah. and like, i could definitely see that winning like i i, I just think that's going to be the one to take it home like and, and you know that was even the one i am super ha- like i'm gonna play it because i know you guys love it but right. if if it wasn't for you guys loving it i wouldn't play it <laughs> that's the honest truth yeah and i still which think is, that's the which one is that. weird because it has such like a Oh god, what's it called? Uh, such a grindhouse aesthetic to it, and I, I do like grindhouse. It. But I, I know you love that crap, yeah. But I didn't like anything else Arcane made that I've tried. Granted, me, it's only been it's two like, Dishonored, but yeah, Dishonored is like such like a well respected game, and to me, Deathloop was like, what if we took Dishonored and made it fun? Like, and I don't mean that derogatorily towards Dishonored, but like. I don't know. It's just so easy to screw up in Dishonored and like you feel compelled. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe that's just my bias because I think stealth games are incredibly stressful. Uh, but Deathloop, like, it's like preparing you for crap to hit the fan in a way that, like, I don't know. It, it's just so multifaceted, I guess, in that regard where it just allows you to go loud or go quiet. And they just maximize the amount of fun you could have in the game in a way that Dishonored did not. But yeah, that that's my choice. Love it. 
I, again, I think any of these could win it. Yeah. Um, like, th- th- this isn't a year where I look at a game and it's like, oh, it's obviously that one or that one. I look at this list and I'm like, yeah, I could see that one winning for this reason. I could see that one winning for this reason. I could see that. I could for all of them. That's right, most that's of these categories, too, for me. Because like, I think the only one that I feel like very confident in is, is the uh, best racing sports game for Forza. Yeah. But that's like really it, honestly. Also, it's just weird to me that Forza. This this is something yeah. I know we're I know we're going a little long. Um, it's weird to me that Forza's not here, but also like, did was Jedi Fallen Order on the nominees list last year? Yeah, I think it for, was for, for Game of the Year. Yeah. Okay, but like, did did anyone take it seriously a year later, or was it just yesterday's news at that point? Like, these yeah, games, I like know. I I I love like getting all this crap out before the end of the year. I really do. But I think like to just make it fair, like just do it in January, man. Yeah, like, no, I completely agree with you. And and that's exactly January. why the Dice Awards do it that way. Yeah, do it in January or in do it February. December 30 or do it December 31st. Like let give everything a chance because you know, like this hobby is just so fickle where everyone just cares about the new hotness as soon as yeah. they beat, you know, the old crap game. Yeah. Well, the thing is too, I mean, Halo is next week. Yeah. And I mean, that is like a huge game that is just not going to be on until next year. So, um, you know, if, if it is a good game at least, but it sounds like it's going to be good. So, yeah. 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 No, I yeah, agree. That, tra- I think... that trailer got me hyped as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we all have different choices for game of the year. That, I know. That excites me. That is exciting. Also, I mean, that's. If it's Resident Evil Village wins, I don't here. care if I lose this bet. I don't care. I'll be happy. <laughs> and yeah, that's like George was saying, it's a strong year. Yes, we didn't have any of that like super banger game, but also we just had a lot of great games. So like it's been a yeah, it's been a great year for gaming, <laughs> honestly. So like, yeah, we didn't have the the next God of War or Red Dead Redemption 2. But we had a ton of amazing games to play. And I will take that over that like one big game because you have that one big game and then everything else the year is like, yeah, it was good, but we have that. Meanwhile, if all of the games are just great, then you're looking at all of these games are great. It's not like you're comparing all this stuff to this one made one or two major games that came out. Because if you go in with that mindset of, yeah, but this isn't as good as this, then you're going to keep that mindset while like you're playing or whatever when i was in college i like had a 360 but i wasn't paying the most attention to games like you know i grabbed gta 4 whatever grabbed call of duty grabbed halo and that was pretty much it i just like didn't i was too busy you know being 16 17 Mm -hmm. to follow the industry that close and then i got a ps3 five years after it came out like i got one in like 2011 2010 maybe um and so I love those IGN lists that would come out every year where it was like top 25 PlayStation 3 games. And they used to do this one thing that I really appreciate where they would do uh, top 25 downloaded games and top 25 like retail disc games. And I understand why they combine those because it's like these are on a level playing field with like the AAA games. Like these need to be in the conversation. I always found that really frustrating because then you were just talking about fewer games. And I'm like, okay, but like, yeah, show me the best 25 retail games and then show me the best 25 downloadable games but but then it also gets to the problem of like kano was download only now it's retail also yeah sorry that, that was it's it's an imperfect metaphor yeah. but just yeah. no the i idea get it. Of it, like, it it gets hard now with 
that happening yeah. a lot more frequently yeah imperfect metaphor but like honestly like just talk about more games and like the, looking at the list and seeing all the categories and seeing all the games that came out this year yeah dude ben, like great year great year for games i i just i just spent what like a hundred 150 bucks on games on black friday and they're all fantastic from what i've heard except for nerf, nerf legends but i feel like that's going to be a just <laughs> I don't know. I'm well, like, it can be fantastic in your heart, Elijah. Exactly. But no, like, <laughs> Dude, I, there have been I so want, many like, good is, games. is that like the modern day? Remember those like paintball games? Like the Jimmy McRae paintball? NPPL National League paintball? Yeah. Yeah. Why do I know that name? Um, but yeah, that was our Game of the Year prediction podcast. Uh, not next week, but the week afterwards, we will have the final tally of who wins uh, the bet and also who will have to play what so until next time remember you can catch us at any podcast place of your choice we will be there or send us questions to frameskippod at gmail.com or frame bit.ly slash frame bit.ly Slash bit.ly slash frame skip Q. Q. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's why <laughs> it's the bit.ly that was ah, that goes first. Um we have some fun stuff coming up planned. You can find us on socials. Find Austin at Austin J. Eller on Twitter. You can find me at Loco Lizard Man. Uh you can find George at Purplebird616. Find yeah, Seth man. at Seth the Nineties Kid. Don't follow him. Find Coach at Frameskip Pod. That joke will never die. Uh, find me on Twitch at Local Lizard Man. In fact, I think I might do a watch party for the Game Awards. That which, by the way, fun. I haven't told you guys yet. So if either of you are free Thursday night, feel free to join. Um, <laughs> I, I literally thought of that this, while we were recording here. So you know what? Yeah. So um, sorry, Game Awards are not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Next Thursday. Correct. 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 Okay. The ninth. Um, if you're hearing this as it comes out, uh, definitely Friday and probably at least for part of Saturday, I'll be streaming Deathloop because I want to start that game up. And welcome uh, to the party, pal. Yeah, I'm so I love you. So also, much. sorry if you're listening, you know where to find this podcast. That's awesome. Tell a friend. Tell yes. a friend where to find this podcast. Also, please follow at Pod on Twitter. We are going to start exploring more with Twitter Spaces, and the more people who follow us will get alerted. And then we can all just come together. Twitter spaces is something between like a call and radio show and an old like aim chat room circa 99. Um, it is super fun. It gets kind of rowdy sometimes, but everyone that I've talked to in it has been good, well mannered, good natured, solid people who just want to dork out about their favorite games. We had fun last night. Even. We did have fun last night. So yeah, join us circus 1999. Um, <laughs> Circa, not circus. Yeah, the 1999 circus. Let's go. 1999 World Circus. A lot of lies. Yeah, that year. Guess was a buck seventeen. <laughs> Thanks, y'all, for joining us. And until next episode, good night, listeners. Good night.